0: What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fantastic Reviews. I am your host, Logan Austin, aka the one and only J Lo Fantastic! Oh man, you might have heard of my other podcast that I also co-host, Inside the Crazy Ant Farm where we discuss the latest industry news coming out of Hollywood, interview celebrity guests, box office predictions, and just so much more. If you haven't checked out that podcast, make sure to go check it out. It is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Now on today's episode, we're going to be talking about two films, a comedy, like a stand-up comedian sketch type deal that was put on in New York City on Broadway, and we're also going to be talking about Chance the Rapper's two new singles that dropped on Friday. So let's get started. First, I want to say this is a spoiler-filled review show, so if you do not like spoilers, this is not the show for you. Please turn it off. Go away. Don't come at me like, why the hell did you spoil that for me? Well, it's because I told you about it in the beginning, but you just didn't listen. (laughs) But anyway, let's get this show started. I'm very excited. Let's do it. Alright, let's start this review segment off with the feature film that I went and saw last Friday, which was Bohemian Rhapsody. That's right, I finally saw it, guys. About freaking time. I know, I know. Let's start off with the plot. As all of you know, Bohemian Rhapsody is a movie based on the true story of Queen's journey from the start of a rock band to now the legendary performance in 1985, the performance at the Live Aid concert in Wembley Stadium. The story is the chronicles of the lead singer, Freddie Mercury, who we follow him on his crazy journey as he explains his upbringing as an immigrant struggling to find his place in the world and society and just in his family but he found a passion in his art the beginning of the movie i'm just gonna say it had a lot of pacing problems i feel like there was a lot of behind the scenes drama that was going on that definitely affected the outcome of this movie well it is less than what i was expecting i was expecting so much more i was expecting Oscar winning performances Oscar winning director like the just the trailer made it look so freaking amazing and I'm not even gonna lie the guy who played Freddie Mercury I don't even know how to pronounce his name Rami Malik played Freddie Mercury great but the music in the film was pretty good it was really good I'm to be honest I heard black Malek Malik really studied Freddie's movements and studied like, how he just approached life in general and you could really tell at the live aid concert at the end because he literally does everything like spot on from that concert i even went back and watched the actual live aid performance and man it's it's eerie even the camera shots are exactly the same i feel like they messed the movie's timeline a little bit to make the movie better or more enjoyable for the viewer because, for example, I feel like We Will Rock You came out like as one of their first songs. Because I remember watching a video with Freddie Mercury having long hair. But then in the movie, when they made We Will Rock You, Freddie Mercury had short hair. And it was later down the line. Now, I don't know if that's true. I could do some more research. Or, I mean, some one of you guys could tell me about it. But I, I just feel like they messed with the timeline a little bit. Just to make it more enjoyable for the viewer. Which... For the people who know the actual history, it's kind of annoying. I'm just saying, just saying. Like I said in the beginning, the pacing was just awful in the beginning. I wanted to see so much more about the band, how they became a family, and how they grew on the different levels of success, but we never really got to see that. It seemed like the only person that aged in the movie was Freddie because, I mean, we're going from the early 70s until the late 80s when Freddie Mercury died. So they're supposed to, like, gradually get older, but the only person that seems to age is Freddie with the different hairstyle and getting more pale because of his disease and contraction of AIDS. Uh, Ben Hardy, who played Roger Taylor, who was the drummer, he looked the same age the whole time. Like, the dude looks like a kid already, but then you're gonna age him up to where he's supposed to be 40, and he still looks like a kid. Like, it, it just didn't look good. It did not look good. And I saw early critic reviews about this film saying that the movie tries to stray away from Freddy's sexuality, and that is not true at all, because there's about three or four instances in the movie where it's only about Freddy's sexuality, where... He's, like, thinking, is he gay, is he straight, he's on the line, like, so, yeah, that is definitely wrong, and we're actually gonna have a special guest come on today's show to give his little opinions about it, so
1: let's do it. Hey, Dustin, what did you think about Bohemian Rhapsody? Well, my thoughts on it, JLo. Uh, like you, I was kind of disappointed. I was expecting a whole lot more out of Bohemian Rhapsody than delivered. I, I was, I was... Very disappointed. I do think the performances were top-notch. I really do. I think that, that uh, yeah, I can't say his name either. Rami Malik. I hope that's right, um, was spot-on as Freddie Mercury. I know he did a lot of research and a lot of preparation and a lot of people worked with him uh, to make sure that his performance, mannerisms, movements, the voice, everything was spot-on. I thought he nailed that. But like you said, there was a lot of turmoil on the set and I think it really affected the film, and I think unfortunately for everybody involved in the film, it's gonna uh, knock its chances at the Academy Awards this year. I, I, if for many people who don't know, there was a lot of dispute between Rami and Brian Singer. Apparently, there was even some physical scuffs um, with Brian Singer throwing shit at Rami. I mean, and any time that you have your director you know, not on the same page with your cast and with your crew, then there's going to be trouble. And uh, like you said, JLo, lo there was a lot of pacing problems. I think that came down to the editing. I mean, at one point, Brian Singer was MIA. They brought in someone else to direct. But then Brian Singer comes back. And I have to imagine that during the editing process, that probably played a lot to do with the pacing problems of this film. The performances, as uh, someone who was around during Queen's Heyday, and uh live aid i thought the performances were fantastic um Uh, Little known, I'm not sure if a lot of people know, but uh, Rami did do his own singing. However, it was mixed, and I'm hoping this uh, shows up in the Academy Awards for nomination for sound. Um, It was actually mixed with a Canadian singer and uh, Mark Martel, I believe his name was, and Freddie Mercury. And they took the three people and mixed it to get what you're hearing as uh, Freddie Mercury's performance in the film. So I thought, outstanding job there, because it was pretty much spot on. As far as Freddie's vocals go, so um, I did like the relationship between Freddie and Lucy. Um, I will agree with you, J Lo. I thought that anybody who watched this film and said that they thought they skirted around the the sexuality uh, issue, uh, they must not have been watching the same film. I thought they did a, a fantastic job of showing that he was confused about who he was. I think that played a lot into the problems that he had and and the downward spiral that he went into. He he had to find himself, I guess, before he could be happy with who he really was. Unfortunately, by the time that happened, it was too late. But I thought they did a really good job of that. And I thought Lucy Boynton did a fantastic job. Um, so yeah, I, overall I, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought the film could have been a whole lot better. And I really do think that came down to the storytelling and, and, and the editing. I, I, kudos to the performances, kudos to the cast. I thought they all did a brilliant job recreating, um, the group. And I hope that we see a nomination for Rami, at least. Um, I'd like to see some other nominations, maybe for supporting actors, but I at least hope he gets a Best Actor nomination. I think it's deserved, and I hope that the Academy can overlook the pacing and and, and the story problems, Uh, you know, and and he's not going to miss out on that. But mm, I give it a three, three out of five. I, I was really expecting a whole lot more, and uh you know, I'd like to see, you know, a different cut maybe one day. Maybe, you know, address it. Maybe Singer go back and actually have you know, the time to cut it fully and, and see what we could have done instead of what we got. So that's my thoughts on it. Three out of five. Uh, go see it, though. I mean, uh, you know, and I feel like maybe, I mean, you've heard us talk about it plenty on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Uh, maybe we went in with high expectations because of a star is born. Um, so, but it definitely does not live up anywhere near close in my opinion to a star is born um and it kind of leaves me weary about the elton john film coming out but go see it give your own opinion uh leave comments on here i know j-lo likes to get feedback and i'd love to hear the feedback on this one as well because to me it's kind of one of those you either loved it or hated it with no really in between so um three out of five all right that's my opinion
0: the tomato meter gave this one a 62% and the audience gave this one a 91%. Man, whew. Like, uh, I'd give it around a 70% if I was working for Rotten Tomatoes, honestly. Like, I enjoyed it. It was a pretty good film, to be honest. So I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Like like I said, it it was worth it for me, but there was just some pacing problems at the beginning and I don't know if they stick to the right timeline, but it's worth it. Three three and a half out of five. Go watch it. Alright, the next film that is on the list is a Netflix film, and man, it was intense. It's called First Match. It's about a hardened girl by years in foster care. A teenage girl, Mo, from Brooklyn's Brownsville neighborhood, New York, decides that joining the boys' wrestling team is the only way to get her estranged father back in her life. And the estranged father, who just got out of jail, who didn't even tell her, which is pretty freaking shady, tries to convince her that he needs money to start up his own car washing business because he's a felon. So there's only so much you can do. But anyway, he convinces her to start basically helping him get the money by street fighting, which starts to mess with her head at the same time because she's street fighting on the side, but then also wrestling like during the day which is crazy messed up because while she's in these high school wrestling matches she starts to put up her hands and act like she's about to really fist fight. The acting from Elvira Emanuel who is the lead actor in this one she was freaking amazing she played Mo. I believe this is her first ever feature role so bravo to her she did fantastic we're definitely going to try to get her on the show, Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, because we definitely want to talk to her about her performances and everything she's done, and especially this film, First Match. Of course there's a love interest. Why wouldn't there be? It's a movie about a girl. I mean, they want to make it interesting, which is not the right way to do it. This movie did not need it, but they, they touched on it ever so lightly. And I'm glad they did that because it didn't take so much away from the storyline. But when this love interest comes about, it's between her and another guy on the wrestling team. It puts a damper on the mood between her and her best friend who is also on the wrestling team. But like I said, I'm glad it didn't affect the storyline that much. And as I said at the beginning, she's been through foster care her whole life. Basically, she's been with one lady the whole time, a Spanish-speaking lady who doesn't even speak English at all. The lady is one of the nicest people in the films, to be honest, even though Mo has is constantly cussing her out and stealing from her and all this craziness, but... At the end, the foster care lady start showing up at Moe's wrestling meets, and towards the end, they start treating each other like a family because that's honestly all they really have because the Spanish lady's going through her own thing trying to adopt a baby because she was never able to have kids, but in her storyline, she doesn't get to keep the baby because the parent comes back and takes it. Some things that I had some problems with. I think the ending could have been way better. It should have been way better, honestly. Because it was an epic film. It really was. And there were some scenes with the punching and the sound effects. It just sounded really fake. But it was probably lower budget. I understand. I understand. But that all being said, it didn't take anything away from the great writing and the great acting. The father in this movie was Cadillac on the get down that was also on Netflix. So he's a really good actor. I want to get him on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm as well. But the Tomato Meter gave this one an eighty four percent and the audience members gave it like an eighty two. I agree completely. This is a good film. I give it a four out of five. Definitely recommend it. Go stream it. It's on Netflix. Stream it right now. First match with Evere Emmanuel. She is amazing. First feature, like I said, definitely worth it. Go check it out. All right, the next one on the list is Oh, Hello on Broadway. It's this one is on Netflix. It's a comedy special skit performance on netflix it's pretty funny it's two of these delusional old guys revealing their curious past share love for tuna welcome a surprise guest in this filming of the popular comedy show which is steve martin and matthew Broderick. they make a little special appearance but it's basically nick kroll and john mcclooney McCluley ma lay dressed up as old guys doing their comedic impressions of older gentlemen and man we talk about it all the time on inside the crazy ant farm about how we think older gentlemen can get away with so much more stuff because they just feel like they're old and they can which is not okay but uh, they make comedic jokes out of this and it comes off as good comes off as good but they make fun of millennials texting and just so much more honestly they really became these characters like they started doing movements the same way. There's no way they didn't practice this from hours on end. So bravo to those two guys for making this happen. You can definitely tell that these are from these two guys are from SNL. heavily SNL comedy. you can tell that they were both regulars on the show and I mean you've seen them both on the show. If you have been around in the past 10 years, you've seen them on the show. Yeah, like I said, it's skit comedy. So if you're into Key and Pill or The Chappelle Show, especially when it's towards, like, when their skits have to do heavily with older people, like, it, the whole thing is just like this. But now I will say it drags on. It's an hour and 42 minutes long. It it takes a while to get through it. It feels like a two-and-a-half-hour-long sketch, which, eh, it eh. Uh, IMDB, because it wasn't on Rotten Tomatoes, IMDB gives it a 7.7 out of 10. and I'm I'm okay with that, but I'd give it a 3 out of 5 on my grading system. It it wasn't my topic of comedy, at least for these two guys. Like I said, it just drags on 3 out of 5. If you want to watch it, go ahead, and if you don't, eh, you're not missing anything, really. Just saying. saying. And the last and final review we're going to be doing on this show is we're switching it over to the music side a little bit. Chance the Rapper dropped two new singles on Friday. He dropped The Man Who Has Everything and My Own Thing. Man, just, it feels good to have some new Chance music, to be honest, because we haven't had any since those four singles that were released probably two months ago. So feels good to have some new music. Let's start off with The Man Who Has Everything. First impression, I love the beat, the old school stuff, back when I my first impressions of him, honestly. The first verse, it sounds like he's trying to talk about, he's trying to do the best he can in this world, make it a perfect place, or at least for the people around him, like his fiance slash wife, I don't know if they've gotten married yet, and his new daughter that he brought into the world. And I mean, you've seen him reach out in the Chicago school systems and talk with the mayor one-to-one, so he's really trying to make a difference in his community and make the world, honestly, a better place. He also talks about police violence and police shootings in a normal traffic stop and how it affects families especially times like these when it's getting closer to Christmas you got to really think about everybody having family and everybody not getting to spend time with that family when they are taken from us too soon so you got to think about that and another thing he talks about in this just this one song he talks about how Christmas is normally celebrated by families who celebrate Santa more than Jesus, what's the actual holidays about. So it's, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And he gives you like your own leeway to decide whether it's right or wrong to only celebrate Santa or only celebrate Jesus, you know. But I really like this song. Really good beat. Like, I love the chorus. Now, let's go on to my own thing. My own thing. The first impression is it's just another feel good Chance the Rapper song. He's really good about these. Choosing his beats perfectly. Like, it's amazing. The first verse, he's talking about being a family man and being a supportive dad to his daughter, and being a family man and being a supportive husband slash fiance to his wife slash fiance which i mean honestly their relationship just looks awesome their goals to be honest so he also talks about buying a ringtone just to let his phone ring so just so he can spend more time with his family because this guy's only like 24 25 so it's awesome to see that his mindset is already at this place and this song on my own thing it features joey perp who've I've honestly never even heard of, but he blended really well with the beat, blended really well with Chance's first verse, so it was it was a good touch, it was a good touch, I like the feature, I really did. I give this one a 5 out of 5, a really good feel-good feel song, everyone should go listen to it, and I give the first song, The Man Who Has Everything, a 5 out of 5, I'm just a really big Chance the Rapper fan, so honestly, anything he drops, it's probably gonna be good, but I really did like these songs, and I recommend everybody to go listen to them. Because they are really good. They are really good. But that's it for the show today, guys. Thank you for joining me along. Thank you, Dustin, for coming on the show and giving your opinions on Bohemian Rhapsody. That was a lot of fun. But make sure to follow me everywhere, at JLoFantastic, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Dustin everywhere, too, on Twitter and Instagram, at CrazyAntFilmGuy. Yeah. and You can also make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast anywhere that you get your podcast. Leave a rate, leave a comment, all that good stuff. And also check out Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. So just thank you guys for coming along again for yet another episode, like I said last time, and every single time before that. I really, really, really like this. I really like just having my own personality and being able to put it out into the world so that you can all see how cool I am. But thank you guys again for tuning along. But please, please, please make a little donation to the podcast because I would really appreciate it. It helps me keep everything going, helps keeps things running smoothly. But thank you guys again for listening. Stay crazy. Deuces.